0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies. The aspirational podcast for hopeless people just like myself, your host Donna Scott. And I believe we are now on episode 14, episode 14, yay! And this week we're going to have to have another multitasking episode of Cooking with Donna because... I have got a gig tomorrow night, Monday night, which is when I would normally do my podcast for you all. And I've also got a gig on Tuesday, which is leaving me with a few hours tonight, Sunday, in which I not only need to do this podcast, I've also got my book work I'm working on. And I need to get my meals and everything done so that I'm prepared for the entire, well, few days that we've got. Not the entire week. Um I was going to mess with the entire week. I could do with being quite prepared for the entire week though, because I've got Monday gig, Tuesday, gig, Wednesday, no gig, Thursday, Arts Lab meeting. And I haven't been for a while because I've either had a gig or not been very well. Um so I really want to make this next Arts Lab meeting because I am doing an Arts Lab anthology. So I want to catch up with everybody and and uh, let them know how I'm getting on with the, all the all the work that they've sent in and getting through the reading for it. But also, uh, it is Alan Moore's birthday. So hopefully we'll be celebrating some of that. Yeah, then on Friday, I've got a gig in Luton. So I'm very gig heavy. Giggity gig gig. Gig, 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 gig heavy week. So I have got my porridge done. I've got the slow cooker with some lentil dal ready. Going to, I've got some onions and garlic in the fridge. I will add to my lentil dal along with tomatoes and stock tomorrow. So that will be done. The rice got quite a bit of rice, all cooked and cooled here. So I'm going to pop that into little little tubs. So I've got some some rice and dal to have after my gig tomorrow, and um, then some rice that I can have. The following day for a little bit of lunchy pops and I've made bread earlier and what we're going to have tomorrow is bacon and tomato sandwiches with yogurts not with yogurt now, that would be a horrible topping for a bacon sandwich don't try it so I'm trying to be extremely organized here and get everything done because I've been also looking at my finances not, not every gig I've been doing has been paid. So, some of them have been paid, some of them have been nad paid. But I've got to get to them. And I've got to eat. And um, I've looked at my finances and i worked out what I've got going out. And then what I've got left. And I think I've got it down to a spare £13. So, you know, every little is going to help. I'm going to have to try and make sure that, you know, I'm not giving all my money to the supermarchés. Especially not Asda. No, I don't want to be getting... Because Asda's the one that opens late around here. So, if I'm if I'm coming, coming back from a gig, the, the, the chances of me getting anything to eat that's not going to cost a fortune would be the Asda. And I don't want to be doing that now because, of course, they are being absolute awful people to their employers. So, we're trying to... I, I'm not sure how long this boycott is going to last. I'm... <laughs> To be honest, I wouldn't really go in Asda very often anyway, because the one near us is like a Asda George. So it's got like clothes and things and it's got like a really limited range of groceries. So and they all tend to be very expensive. So then then you never get like Asda smart price in there. No smart price. Asda stupid price you get instead so i i can't really afford to shop in asda i'll go to next door it's really handy there's a there's an aldi next door <laughs> yeah sorry asda aldi is right here <laughs> oh they've popped a catalogue through the door yesterday christmas catalogue you know with all the beautiful food in it uh so i've basically told my husband Guess what you're doing Christmas? Uh, you're cooking Christmas dinner, and because he loves he loves cooking Christmas dinner. He does he does. I'm I, I doing most of the cooking for expediency. Um, that's going to change as well because he, you know, he's at college a lot now. But when he's not at college, I'm sure he'll he'll change up. He wants some he wants to get in the kitchen more. I just kind of take over because I'm like I know what's here. Which is not very, not very nice. But yeah, we manage, we manage. Oh, look, I've got three portions of rice there. That's good. Um, so that's one meal tomorrow, and then two little lunchy pots. All done. I've made my dal, and then there's probably a lot uh, of bacon sandwiches that Neil's gonna have. Somebody likes bacon more than me. That's Neil. Yeah, but he, he'd like to get a bit in the kitchen a bit more, but I, I sort of like stop him from, from doing it. Um, how is this sounding, by the way, guys? I haven't even asked you how you are yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to you. I feel like you can talk, answer me back sometimes. I go, yes, yes, and I see what you're doing there. Love your painting. what like what you're doing, carrying on there. Just uh, don't, don't you mind me. You carry on with what you're doing. Uh, so right now I've got to cook some bacon. In a second. Ooh, put some lids on these. This that'll help. Lid, lid, uh, where's it? The lid? Lid, 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 lid. Um, yeah, so yeah. There are those well, that's the sound of lids going on rice. Oh, well, speaking of um lovely things to listen to, um I have been listening to my Competitors for BBC New Voices all this week because it's been two weeks of it. Now I'm down to the final ten, and um, I was the first one because you know I'm very brave and I've been listening to everybody. I think I still stand a good chance of getting through, but I don't know whether the format's going to be five people or three people. Three people might be a bit trickier. There are some good people that they've interviewed. It's really interesting, people. Um, like, there was an air hostess, the last one, and she had some cool stories. Air, air stewardesses, air hostess, stewardesses, they always do, don't they? I very much used to like reading this forum where they all basically um, spoke to fellow air hostesses and stewardesses, uh, stewards, or air service personnel, whatever they call them, and um, they would all, like, talk about their celebrities that had been serving in the air. And talk about who was the worst. Silla Black. She was terrible. So <laughs> you've got to Google that stuff. If you like your gossip. Scylla Black wasn't very nice. I'm sorry. I know she's dead. So let's mix some bacon. I'm making bacon. That's the sexiest I've got all week. So yeah. So I've had really, really busy week as well. I have... I've been out doing, whoops daisy I've been out doing gigs with uh, Neil. So where have I been? Oh yeah, on Tuesday I did a new material night at Thirsty Bar in Cambridge and that was lovely. Oh, it's a little like a hipster type bar, very expensive. It's got your fancy London prices in it, um, but I was very happy. Because they serve Nanny State beer, and I'm now alcohol-free. It's going very well. I've done a whole week now, so alcohol-free Nanny State beer, same price as normal beer. <laughs> I mean, that seems a bit, bit awful. <laughs> and they have they have other types of alcohol-free beer as well. Not as nice as Nanny State. We did try another one, but you know, there's options. Um, they didn't have um, any diet soft drinks though, It's just it's all, all the sugar, full sugar ones, which um, is a bit awkward. But but nanny state, that's all right because that's only twenty six calories a bottle. So I try not to not to gain too much weight post op if I can help it, so it's important for me. And yeah, so yeah, that's just the the, the bar. And in the back room, they had um, like a little tiny, not that tiny. Quite a small room, got very close because it was really popular uh, with the audience and um, filled it up with, um, with lots of people sitting on these very rickety benches. And it was a quite a mixed night some people who were quite new, most people not so new. I saw Chris Norton Walker again, he came along. He came along ostensibly to see me and Neil, <laughs> but um, ended up headlining. <laughs> as I've called Neil closing a small room. But Chris Norton Walker is a genuine headliner, so he can say that. I suppose I'm a genuine headliner now, because I have actually done headlines at places. But when you are still doing lots and lots of new material nights, you don't really say that you're headlining a new material night. And I I didn't on Tuesday. (laughs) Just gotta wash my hands, guys. Sound of the water. So yeah I, I I played that gig and it's very studenty this uh thirsty bar in Cambridge which is great um I think it's it's really challenging when you're getting on in your in your years as I, I must admit I am now it's very challenging to try and come up with material that has either a broad reach or will actually be understood by younger people and I like to talk about my experiences as a an old lady, <laughs> an old lady now. That is the grill going on, not my vibrator. And I'm going to move away from that. Let that let that cook. And <laughs> yeah, so I like to talk about my experiences with uh, having had Eric, and you know, the operation and just, just make, make a little bit, make it a little bit fun. Talk about uh, my experiences at the hospital, which it's a little bit gross out, some of it. But I think it's, context is key and you can talk about these things. Well, none of the students will hopefully experience any of that for for the next 20 years. I'm afraid to say that three quarters of the women in the audience will have fibroids, only a few of them will end up having to have them removed at all. Um, but it's really common. So you can't say, oh, it's going to be totally relevant to their lives. It's, it's a health issue. I mean, like, what's not relevant about health issues? Everybody has health issues at some point. It's the way of the world. But, you know, they know only parties and study and their lives so far. So you have to basically set up context for them. And with some students or younger people it's easier than with others. So case in point, Tuesday in Cambridge, very worldly, jovial, sort of really easy audience to talk to. They basically went with me and it was nice and easy. And I felt like I was being paraded on their shoulders when I finished, which is is really awesome. (laughs) And then... I did a gig on Thursday in Coventry. Sorry, I touched my mic there. Sorry, yeah, I did my my, um, gig in in Coventry, which is another student venue, and some of my lecturer friends know it very well. It's the Phoenix in Coventry, so that's a much cheaper bar, so none of your fancy London prices there. You know, they they do burger deals. I I partook of the 4.95 vegetarian breakfast before I went on stage and very glad of it I was too because that room upstairs bit parky bit parky we have told them heating would be good but you know eventually it fills up with lots of people you know there's there's all the students who are sort of outside watching the sport on the tvs and playing pool most of them will come in eventually to watch the uh, the comedy and it being a cold room, they've got their coats on, it feels a little bit like my classroom in the 90s. It's like... No, it feels eventually like maybe they don't actually want to be there. I am the... I am the cool teacher, but it's still school. (laughs) And the students at Coventry, they're a lot more serious than the students in Cambridge. I know it's weird, isn't it? But if you talk to them, like ascertain what they're like or listen to them as other acts are talking to them then it became clear that they are very um very much less worldly they are very serious they're mostly stem students they when they were asked if they were from coventry most of them put their hands up so they they're, they're very very uh, committed to sort of like getting in a good education for their future and. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not up for for jokes and stuff, because they're there. They are there in that room. They wouldn't be there in that room if they were not hoping for a good night of comedy. And they're there to support the night. And that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But they were harder work than the students in Cambridge two days before. And I say harder work because the night got set up in a very different way. So... When the um, same MC Ben Avelink for both of those nights, but with him, I think there were some more inexperienced acts on as well in on Thursday, but they did really well. But there was just something, 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 something about about the way some of the material got approached to the students and their reactions that they, they they really needed coaxing along to have like the comedian's world presented to them as if it could be their world so come with me this is what i am like and i will show you what i how i see the world through my eyes which is isn't that a depeche mode song let me show the world in my eyes ah. yeah they wouldn't know who depeche mode was <laughs> basically. There's posters around London underground for Depeche Mode's new album or whatever, but, you know, it's it's not culturally key to a lot of young people these days, so nah, they, uh, they wouldn't know. I feel the things are a little bit different to when I was young, like because I listened to a lot of John Peel when I was growing up, uh, and he would talk about all the bands he was playing in sort of like some kind of context, you'd, you'd find out who the Clash were. You'd find out who the Buzzcocks were. You know, you got into music from previous generations. And I'm not sure necessarily that that's the case anymore. Maybe, maybe popular culture of previous generations is not for the new people. For new people? I don't know. I'm talking crap now, aren't I? Because I said not long ago, didn't I? that if you watch Kerrang the top 50 is all 15 years old so mate actually maybe that's just us watching it also, old people maybe young people aren't watching Kerrang that's I've I'm, I'm not sure where are we going in the world <laughs> young people listening to this you're awesome I like your things and I'm really hoping that KSI whatever his name is or KPI key performance indicator beats Logan Paul's ass, because he's a douche in that boxing match you've got with your YouTubers. Um, <laughs> but that's what they do now, they just watch the YouTubes. As if we don't, as if us middle aged people aren't watching the YouTubes. We are watching the YouTubes, we're just watching different YouTubes. Like, I was speaking to some of my trainees, and uh, there's a, a Microsoft slide, and there's like a head and shoulders. Of like without a face that appears on Microsoft slides, and I I joked, "Blooming heck, that looks like Jonathan Pye," and they hadn't got a clue who Jonathan Pye was. And I'm like, "He's just so now. How can you not know who?" Oh, never mind. Never mind, young people. It's you that's missing out. So yeah, that was my Thursday. I did a, a gig in Coventry, and it was it was cold. I had to really sort of coax the, the audience to get them into my world. I d- spoke a little bit more gently than I normally do, but you know, you do these things. You learn these things, and eventually, you, you can ride the wave of laughs, which is cool. No, yeah, sometimes it sometimes you can't. Sometimes it doesn't happen. It's nice when you when you can do it. So anyway, I headline that or close it. Slow, close the small room. I closed the small room, I'm just putting something in the bin there, nasty. (sighs) Washing my hands again, because I'm hygienic. Do you know what, I'm, I'm really upset because I was trying to record something for you that was going to be a little bit special today. I took all my recording equipment with me to a gig that I did in London yesterday. And I did what I'm doing now, put my lapel mic on, I put my recorder in my pocket, and I did a 15-minute performance poetry slash comedy set to a group in the library in Sutton. That's not Sutton Coalfield, it's um, Sutton Central Library in London. And it went really well. (laughs) Um... And I thought, brilliant, that's a that's a lovely sort of like family-friendly, no swears, no gross-out humour set with all of my, some, well, some of my good poems in it. <laughs> I kept some of my gold back, guys, because I've run out of time. <laughs> but I thought, that's brilliant, that's, I'm going to pop that onto my podcast and that'll be like 15 minutes that I don't have to worry about. <laughs> and you'll love it. You would have loved it, guys. You'd have loved it. But my (laughs) recorder ran out of batteries and I didn't realise, I thought I must have just like pressed the button or something when it was in my pocket because I had a couple of seconds of it. So I was also on with a couple of science fiction authors I know, uh, Gay Seabold and David Gullen and Gay fancied having her reading recorded as well so I, I clipped her up and said like if we just keep the recorder on the side then you won't be turning any buttons off, so that'd be fine. And it recorded two minutes of her. And then it turned itself off again, and then I thought, oh... Batteries! The battery symbol on this thing is tiny. Otherwise, I have really, really loved this recorder of mine. It's really, really really ace. It's just so fantastic. I, I, I love this thing. Yes, I've got 22 minutes of recording now, and it's still going, which is good. It's not turned itself off, so... I'm happy and that can go back in my pocket. Yeah, so yes, yeah, 6 hours travelling all in all yesterday to get to London. And yeah, I took train picnic because I'm having to be super super careful with my monies So, I got to the station and I well, tried to get there really really early. So, I went with every intention of getting the slightly earlier train and that failed uh, because the there was a cancellation and so i decided to go and get a hot chocolate instead and how i save money of that is of course by taking a keep cup um sorry i'm washing something up in the sink at the moment that's what that scratching noise is so save money 25 pence off my starbucks hot chocolate and I watched a Jonathan Pye video today when he talks about how we still use Starbucks even though they're evil. I'm like, oh God, I forgot they're evil. But I really wanted a hot chocolate. It was cold and I had half an hour to wait for my next train. <laughs> I also took my water bottle, my lovely avocado water bottle, um, so that I could have a drink as well. And I took my train picnic. And I had my train picnic, which was vegetable frittata and new potatoes cold and I had that when I got my second train but I did take a banana and the banana had to throw away because the banana got squashed bananas are not good train picnic unless you put them in a box or unless you do what Gay did and make them into muffins so I was going to still manage to have some banana yesterday because she made some lovely lovely banana muffins and, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, it's a, it's a, um, the gig was called World, Words Aloud, and that is organised by Rachel Sandbrooks. Uh, so she is a fantastic comedian and poet, and she has got a show that she has been touring, which she's toured at Leicester and Wolverhampton with it, called Stand By Your Nan. And it's rather ace. It's uh, poetry all about how she got uh, to know... know her grand's, her nan's story, and at the end of it, she takes suggestions from the audience. She takes people. Well, she takes um people who want to talk about their nans and their stories. It's a really lovely, unique show, and yeah, hopefully you'll get to see it some some point soon. Don't know where she's going to tour it again, but she has got the leaflets. She has the lovely leaflets that she can sort of like be very flexible with and put the details of of another venue. Oh, yes, she's playing it this week down the road in Sutton. So if you are in London, what I'll do is I'll try and find the links to it and I'll pop them in the podcast details below so you can look up Rachel's show, Stand By Your Nan, and it is free to get in, which, as she's pointed out, is quite the bargain because when people went to see it at the MAC, it cost them £8. But, yeah, words allowed, that is going to resume in January, and that's in Sutton Central Library, and that's a free event on a Saturday afternoon as well, and you can email wordsflyer at gmail.com if you want to book a five-minute open mic slot for that as well. Well worth doing. There were some fantastic open micers yesterday, including one young girl. She was amazing. She She did proper, proper poetry. And her I think um all her family were doing it. So her mother did some some poetry and her, I think uh, her dad did as well. I don't I'm assuming their family uh, relationships there. So if you're listening and those are not your family relationships, I I apologize. But you were all awesome. And I really liked your dad's stuff as well because little girl, I really like the dad stuff. Cause it reminded me I've said me, it reminds me of uh, Faye Roberts. Style of poetry, Faye Roberts is an awesome poet. They were all good, they were all good. So uh, that was a fantastic little afternoon. And afterwards, I went out with Rach and her partner Pete, and Gay and David, and we all had a cup of tea um, in Waterstones, surrounded by books again. It was lovely, fantastic way of spending an afternoon. I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, three hour trip home. But hey, that's comedy. (laughs) At least there weren't any delays on the way back. Managed to get straight on the train, which is so lucky. And yeah, so here we are. Sunday, day of rest. I might actually get quite a bit done. I've been working on my editing today. And I'm prepping food for the week, as you can see. So what am I... All the next week, I've got like a gig... In Northampton at the Lamplighter tomorrow night. Now that's free to get in as well. But they'll put a bucket at the end. And a new material night on Tuesday. I just got invited onto that today. So I think it's got a name. But I'm not sure about it. But it's at Draper's Bar in Coventry. Back to Coventry. I'm assuming it's going to be a different kind of gig. Uh, But yeah, going back to Coventry. And then Thursday got Arts Lab. And then Friday... I've got a gig at the Hack Factory in Luton. So a very busy week indeed. So I'm going to need my Wednesday, that's for sure. But I'm more or less on target with everything I'm doing. So my book work, I should get um, one of the books finished this week. And yeah, I've even got my... I've been doing it in stages. I've even got my tax return. Almost ready to send to my my accountant as well. Good grief! Because you know you do things in stages, don't you? I've like, right, well, there's there's all my invoices, they're all done. Uh, there's all my receipts, they're all done. There's all my train tickets, they're all done. I've been doing it like that, and finally I've got the whole picture of my financial year. Makes me think I should probably do it a little bit more efficiently. <laughs> As you know, as the work goes, but um, I normally get all this done by September. I'm really slow this year, but no, I suppose I've, I've had things on my mind, haven't I? I've had things to do, with what um, with having Eric and getting Eric out of my body, but yeah, I've had been having a really good week in terms of getting things sorted, organised, new jokes that I have tried, they have landed well. Um, I've got my uh, order of my Eric story, more or less, sorted now, so I'm really happy with the way things are going. Yeah. I'm missing a lot of telly. That's the bad side. I'm not keeping up with his dark materials. We started watching it last week and it cut out because the internet cut out about halfway through. So I know you all find it amazing and the second episode's about to be on as well. But I'm going to have to catch up with that next weekend. There's no ifs and no buts about it. Um, the only thing I'm going to have to do. But uh, yeah, and I wonder when I'm going to hear about BBC New Voices. I rather suspect it's going to be tomorrow. What do we think? Yeah, as I'm walking in and out of these buzzing rooms, I'll try and take some of this this buzz off when I edit edit it through. Uh, I don't think I'm doing too many ums and ahs, so. This is gonna be a pretty clean episode, pretty one piece episode that I'm gonna put together now. Just uh, look at that, my bacon is done. Fantastic, homemade bread, lovely crispy bacon. Juicy tomatoes. Lunch fit for a king. Marvellous. Just let that cool. Right. I think I have basically given you a cookery lesson, haven't I? A cookery lesson. You're going to be on BBC New Voices done that. You? You've got to get rid of that stutter. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Right. Thank you for listening again. Um, if you like what you've been hearing, do tell your friends and share. Um, I promise that next weekend, I will have something a little bit more f- structured and formulaic. Can I ask you a huge question? Do you miss the sketches? Should I write sketches? Do you want sketches in this thing with my silly voices and everything? <laughs> Who would you like me to interview? Because I could interview the people that I, I meet. Don't Tell me that guy. I don't think I can do it. But, you know, I could interview other people for you. I've nearly asked a few people this week, actually. Anyway, I will let you think about it. If you've got any suggestions about how you would like this podcast to go, do let me know. And, yeah, do tell everybody about it and share. And if you'd like to give me some reviews, wait until I've got a really good episode and then review that. That'd be awesome. (laughs) I'm not saying this not's not a good episode, but you know, I've not got that much news this week. Apart from I'm very busy, but I'm very organised, <laughs> sort of organised. Oh, oh yeah. I've just um, I might delve into my treats in a bit. Um, I've um, got loads of sweets and things. say anyway, I'm like trying to lose weight in that, but oh, I'm so happy because um. I got given a birthday-stroke Christmas present yesterday by my friend Emma. So there's loads of chocolate. And I've been to see my brother today, who has just returned from his family holiday in Hong Kong, seeing relatives. And then he also popped over to Japan. Which is a real shame, because um, they went to see um, the palace at Okinawa, but it burned down the day before they got there. Uh, And, you know, people were crying. It's such a shame, Beautiful, beautiful wooden palace, and it's been destroyed. But yeah, so I've, I've got some Japanese treats, but well, I might wait for those. Um, by the way, I'm all by myself as well, because Neil has gone out. He has got free tickets to go and see Merillion. Isn't that a fantastic thing? We love Merillion. We love. Fi- We're going to go and see fish at the roadmender next year. Really looking forward to that. Not quite as much as Baby Metal, minds. I'm really looking forward to Baby Metal. Oh, and can I tell you something else? I'm really looking forward to as well, um, because I just decided to spend some of my oh, I've hardly got any money on tickets to go see Steve Hofstetter. I am so ecstatic, and I can't wait. Um, well, my friend Gavin introduced Steve Hofstetter to me. I mentioned him last week. And he's an amazing comedian. He's got loads of YouTubes. So if you look him up, apparently he's a viral sensation. And he's coming to Northampton. And I'm going to go and watch him. So I'm really happy. <laughs> I think we decided that this month is kind of like the stuff that we would have spent money on if we'd gone on holiday. But because we couldn't go on holiday or do anything like this year because of uh, Eric... Uh, so I didn't get to go to Dublin, didn't get to go to Edinburgh, but I've seen a few fantastic comedy shows this month and it's making up for it. But of course, next month is Christmas, so I've got to do my best to conserve my energy and resources. Uh, but you know, doing this podcast, that's for free, isn't it? Um so I hope you like it you like me wittering on at you anyway I'll better let you go you've got stuff to do so have I uh, and I'll see you next week this has been Donna Scott doing the Lemonade Budget and she's signing out you've been listening to the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies with Donna Scott theme music was It Looks Like the Future but It Feels Like the Past by Dr Turtle